0: Hi, and welcome to the Girl Next Door podcast. I'm your host, Renee Bennett, and this is a leadership podcast for ordinary girls compelled to lead an extraordinary life. Make sure you come and find me on social media, girlnextdoor.podcast. Welcome, guys. Hey, I don't know what the weather's like as you're listening to this, but as I'm recording this, it's just like perfect podcast podcast weather. It's raining outside. It's kind of like dark. For Queensland, it's cold. Like I'm wearing a jumper. That's like miracle for Queensland. Um, anyway, welcome. If you can hear the rain in the background, because it's kind of loudish to me. I don't know if you guys can hear it, but just kind of consider it white noise. You know, that relaxing kind of white noise when you put rain on your phone on that app and it's really relaxing. So if you can hear it, just take it as relaxing noise. Anyway, today I want to, for our Parenthood episode, talk about, um, because Easter's coming up in a couple of weeks' time, I want to talk with us about the power of traditions in our family, the power of having and establishing rituals and traditions. Uh, and I just want to remind us about how incredibly healthy it is for us to intentionally establish some traditions in our family. So have a think about, you know, your childhood growing up or the family that you live in now, what kind of traditions have you had, have you grown up with? And I know for me, when I look back, I always look back with nostalgia and with really warm memories when I think about traditions. So one of the most powerful things that we can do within our families, and by the way, that's whatever your family looks like right now. You might be a single parent. Uh, you might be living in a family with mum, dad, and the kids. Uh, you could be a, a, just a married couple on your own. Whatever your family looks like, even if you're like in a in a in a house situation with housemates it's actually really powerful to intentionally establish traditions that are really particular to your household or to your family. So some of my, I thought I'd just share some of my fondest memories of growing up. And even though I grew up in a single parent home, I think it actually made the traditions that we had even more powerful for me. So my grandparents on both sides are a real huge part of the traditions that I remember. So my opa and Olmar, um cuz my family's Dutch, uh, I remember we would go to their house for lunch every Sunday. And something that my Olmar often used to make were apple pancakes. That was so good because I remember thinking, oh, my gosh, I'm allowed to have pancakes for lunch. That was so amazing. Of course, food is a great tradition. And then on the other side, my nana and pa, uh, who were my absolute faves and I visited them all the time. In fact, at my Nana's funeral just two years ago, I did the eulogy and it was all around the traditions that she established that created a sense of family and really bound our family together together Uh, not just, you know, my aunties and uncles and me and my cousins, but by now, by this stage, we also had children of our own. So they had great grandchildren. And all of us remember the traditions that my nana created that really gave us a sense of family and belonging. So you can ask any of my cousins, they would always remember, all of us would remember breakfast at Nana's house, uh, which was always rusks. If you don't know what they are, I'm not talking baby rusks, but Dutch rusks with white sugar and butter. Uh, I think that's my addiction to this day. Uh, She would always make um, butter cake and when I got the recipe from her, again, what's it full of? White sugar and butter. Thanks, Nana, for giving me a love of white sugar and butter. Um, she would always have the percolator going so every time I'd walk into her house, I could smell coffee. Uh, Christmas time, she would always burn these particular candles. One of them was like this wooden man that looked like he was, um, when you'd light it, the smoke would kind of come out of his mouth. And I remember at the funeral, all of us were like, who took Who took this? The candle man. We all wanted the candle man because it reminded us of Nana. And New Year's, the tradition was olibolen. If you don't know what olibolen is, look it up. If you can ever have someone cook you olibolen, it's kind of like a Dutch donut, insanely delicious, but it's very traditional to have olibolen at only New Year's Eve. So what I want to look at are three things to do with traditions. Um, I want to talk about what a tradition or a ritual is why they're so powerful, and then how to establish them. And I hope that this encourages you to be really intentional about what you're doing in your own family, because there's so much power behind it. So all I mean by a tradition or a ritual is something that you establish that's predictable, a predictable activity and pattern in your family's life. And so an activity is uh, repeated, it's deliberate, it's coordinated and it has meaning. I think that's an important part of a tradition or a ritual is that it has meaning. You have to make a commitment to do it and you don't just do them when it's convenient or when you feel like it. It's something that you do. You don't just blow it off when you don't feel like it, but it's something that you make a commitment to repetitively do, whether it's something daily, weekly, monthly, or just once a year. And the power of a ritual and a tradition is found in this repetition. Okay, so that's what a tradition is. Let me give you a few examples, and these might kind of jog your your thinking as to what you could establish with your children or in your family. So some examples would be traditions around a rite of passage, like baptisms, baby dedications. Some cultures do naming days, that kind of thing. Uh, Or it could be something so simple as a bedtime ritual, which I used to have a really um repetitive bedtime ritual with my kids it could be a milestone ritual like the special way that you celebrate a birthday or anniversaries or valentine's day or it could be a ritual where we identify with things outside of the home like you know you all go for a special particular sports team or you all watch the football match on a Sunday, or it might be always going to the Anzac Day march or fireworks at New Year's Eve, something like that. My family in Adelaide, we would always go to the Christmas pageant and I was mortified when we moved to Queensland that there was no Christmas pageant. If you don't know what it is, look up Christmas pageant Adelaide. It's like nothing else I've ever seen, and I still miss it to this day. Or it could be something, a a tradition around a holiday or a family reunion. So let me give you a few of ours. Um, we always had a bedtime ritual when our kids were little that I would always bath them then or actually Cameron would come home from work at a certain time and he would bath them. I would make dinner and then after dinner and we'd have playtime and then bedtime was always the same and I would do individual bedtime with each child because it was like a special little time that I had with them. And I would always do a devotion. We'd always read from a special book or a special Bible, which by the way, are still on my bookshelf to this day. And then I would always sing a song with them and pray. My kids will remember that. I did that literally right up until they were about 13. And then I encouraged them to have their own devotion time. Um, Another tradition was that at Easter, our entire family, like my mother and father-in-law and my sister and brother-in-laws would always come over to someone's house and we would have brunch. That's our favorite meal to have is like breakfast lunch on the Friday morning of Easter. And we would always have an Easter egg hunt. Um, Another tradition we have is around birthdays. We always have the family over, the whole family for whoever's birthday it is to celebrate them. And then in our house, the birthday person chooses what Uh, What they want for dinner. And then we will always have ice cream cake because you know what? I've gone to the ends of the earth to make amazing cakes for my kids, but oh no, they want the Freddo Frog ice cream cake to this day. My kids are now, as you know, 15 and 17 and 20, except for Georgia, who right now is peering her head in the door and looking at me with utter disgust. Gee, come, come here. Oh, look, she's joining me for a second.
1: Hello everyone. Can
0: you they hear me?
1: Yeah, they can hear you. Okay.
0: What what cake do you want? I know what cake you always want for your birthday.
1: What? Tiramisu? Yes.
0: <laughs> that is true. With the alcohol.
1: <laughs> With the
0: alcohol? No way. Well Nana made it for you this year.
1: Yes. And she it, made a very good one. I'm sorry, but to all the people out there that actually like ice cream cakes, <laughs> I feel sorry for you. I literally what? do.
0: Yeah, but you know that the boys ask every time for an ice cream cake.
1: Yeah, and it shocks me. It must be a boy thing because I was at Jackson Kath's birthday, his 21st, guys, and what did he have? (laughs) He He literally had an ice cream cake. He did not. (laughs) Jackson? No, but to be fair, it wasn't the Freddo one. It was a really good one. Yeah, because you can do, like, all sorts of smashed stuff inside. But anyway, okay, I'll let you get back to your content. Oh,
0: that was nice. Can you remember any – okay, let me throw Georgia in it. Can you remember any traditions that we did growing up? Now I'm going to expose myself (laughs) if you can't remember.
1: I literally could hear you.
0: (laughs) Oh, okay. Okay, do you remember when it was your birthday? Do you remember that little musical thing that I would put in the table, that wooden thing that would – and then it had a spinning little wooden – you choose Uh, the king or the queen vaguely
1: what i have a bad memory georgia no i do remember that where has it gone it's still it's still
0: in our cupboard
1: oh you should whip it out
0: i should whip it out for whose birthday's next liam liam's about to turn 18 okay what other traditions do you remember
1: we always just do like family lunches for things (laughs) (laughs) well that's deep
0: movie night
1: Oh, we used, yeah yes, Friday night movie night. But then when we all went to youth, it kind of changed yeah. to a Saturday.
0: Yeah, and now that you're all so busy, the kind of we don't do it at all now. Not as much. Uh, what else? I'm putting her on the spot. George, Georgia's <laughs> not a tradition person. Not I have really. to uh, Christmas, Christmas tree. Yeah, but
1: the that's oh, a tradition putting it up and making pizza. Yes, yeah, yeah. see?
0: I've got that on my I've got that right there Yay. making yeah. pizza. Dad makes the pizza cuz he's too impatient yeah, to put up we the tree. Yeah, put
1: up the tree.
0: And then every a different child each year gets to
1: put up the star. See? Yeah, okay. Well, when you think about it, we do. But <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't necessarily put it as like, oh, that is a tradition.
0: That's right, because I weaved it gently into our lives. And one day when you get married and have children, you're going to be coming to me going, mum, mum, help me think up traditions.
1: Yeah, that's true. We'll have <laughs> new traditions with all the fam.
0: That's right, with grandchildren.
1: Aww.
0: Don't get married. Yep.
1: <laughs> well, if we're all I in the ban same you. state.
0: What? You're not moving anywhere.
1: No, only because we moved. Yeah,
0: I know, but that, that doesn't mean you're Brisbane. moving.
1: Yeah, no, 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 no. But I'm saying the traditions that we had
0: when we <laughs> yes, were yes, we in had Adelaide to change kind them. Of
1: changed.
0: That's now. true. That's true. Because I remember our first Christmas, we were so sad not to be with our family, and I was trying to make it good for you kids. And we zoomed and Facetimed the family. Do you remember that on my computer? Mm. And Dad was showing them the prawns he was marinating. Do you remember what happened? No. You don't remember? No. The whole. That the whole bowl of prawns tipped out on my computer.
1: Oh, my God. No, I wasn't there. I would remember that. Were you there for
0: your childhood? (laughs) Yeah, and the whole bowl tipped out over on the computer and we had to quickly hang up and clean the computer.
1: (laughs) I do not even remember. You were too
0: busy being grumpy that we moved.
1: Oh, like this was years ago. Yeah, yeah, you were little. I do not have any recollection of that. Anyway,
0: okay, Okay. be blessed, everyone. (laughs) Sorry, I don't know if there was microphone noise in there because I was turning it backwards and forwards. Be blessed. What does that even mean?
1: That you all live a blessed life.
0: Okay, thanks, Georgia. You're awesome. Okay, so there you go. There you go. I totally did not mean to have that conversation, but okay. So uh, let me then tell you. We've so we've talked about what traditions are, giving you lots of examples now, but let me tell you why they're so powerful. And it's interesting that at the moment, Georgia might not be able to remember a lot of them, but what they do, what they've done in her life and in our kids' life is actually really powerful and they won't realize it till they get a bit older, but traditions actually help to anchor your values and beliefs. So our family, the Bennett family, family, blah, blah, um, we've got very strong values and very strong beliefs. And part of the way that I've been able, that Cameron and I've been able to anchor those into our children's lives is through our traditions. Um, So another one would be, you know, going to church every Sunday. That's a non-negotiable in our family. That's a ritual, a tradition that's helped to anchor our beliefs. Uh, It actually provides your family with a sense of stability and identity my kids know very strongly who they are because they because they've come from a family where we've established that sense of identity and belonging, and traditions help to fast track that, that sense of identity. Um, it also helps to reinforce your family's heritage. This was a big one for me, particularly coming from divorced, a divorced home. Um, something that I clung to was that I understood. Where I came from, and that was important for me when my family broke apart. So my mum and dad were both born in Holland. So there was a very uh, a big part of my identity was that I was Dutch, and a lot of those traditions. Uh, came about from me being with my grandparents like I was saying before the oliveballlin and the a lot of the baking that my grandma did and that helped to establish a sense of identity in my extended family when it was kind of being broken apart in my immediate family through my parents divorce so that was very powerful um, it gives your family meaning <clears throat> and therefore it gives every member of your family meaning it also helps our children to acquire a sense of continuity and security and love. They are very powerful things for children to grow up with, security and love. In a world where there's so much family brokenness and emotional distance, and in a world that's becoming increasingly fast-paced, we want our children to have security. and We want them to have that sense of belonging, and traditions help to establish that in their lives. It creates a sense of belonging amongst the family members, and a sense of belonging is something we all deeply desire as humans. So it's really powerful for a tradition to help establish that. Now, let me look at a bit of research because, you know, I love research. According to social scientists, they say that without traditions and rituals that a family may be lacking in crucial ways. I thought that was really interesting. Uh, according to social scientists, your children are more likely to develop behavioral problems without them. Your family is more likely to have conflict and less stability. So very interesting that tradition helps to combat those things. It also helps us physically um, because it lowers our Uh, our stress levels traditions help our physical bodies by creating stronger immunity lower levels of stress hormones and reduces our blood pressure very powerful stuff hey But let's look at a few ways to establish them. I'm just going to give you a few hints and tips. And there's no right or wrong way on how to establish a tradition. And like Georgia just said before, it changes with the seasons. So we had some very set traditions when we lived in Adelaide. And then when we moved here and we were completely away from our family, I found myself having to establish new traditions and I thought it was even more important to do so because I'd taken my kids away from their support network. So I very quickly wanted to establish a new support network and putting in traditions and rituals in our in our immediate family was a really powerful way to do that. So Firstly, to establish a tradition, you need to plan on purpose and I would suggest if you're not a good tradition maker, just do it over simple things that automatically happen regularly so that you don't forget like birthdays. Even if it's something as simple as baking a particular cake on a birthday or having an ice cream cake, which is so funny that my boys ask for that every year. Um, Do a tradition around Father's Day or Mother's Day. You know, make a special dessert every Christmas that becomes your dessert or your particular, you know, a a turkey or whatever it is. Um, Put up the same decorations on your Christmas tree every year or play particular music at parties. It, It just doesn't have to be anything complicated. Just make it really simple. Uh, Another way to establish powerful traditions is to tell family stories. You might just do that simply around the dinner table. It's a really powerful vehicle where family members learn to care about one another. Um, They learn a bit more about the history of family members that have come before them. You know, bring out photo albums. My kids love, I, I put together a photo album, a little album for each of them for their first few years that they were born. So they had like an album from when they were one, an album from when they were two. I think I stopped after three because it got too much. But they love looking back at that, uh, looking back at where they came from. Another thing you can do is create a special dinnertime ritual. I think families need to get back to the dinner table more often I think that's really an important thing for us to do. And we've established that again recently because we're at the stage where my kids have gotten real busy with life and I feel like I hardly see them. Uh, And so we've kind of made um, a commitment to each other to make sure that we're home around dinner time. And like even last night, we were literally cacking ourselves laughing around the dinner table. I won't even tell you what one of my boys was doing to make us laugh, but we were literally wetting ourselves laughing. And that's really good for your family. That's so healthy for a family just to laugh together. We were actually out for breakfast the other day and um, I think our boys were fighting. Oh my gosh. They were kind of having goes at each other. And in the end we just ended up laughing so hard and all these people were watching us. And I said to Cameron later it's probably really nice for other people to watch a family at our stage of life when the kids are a be older, just really enjoying one another's company. Um, another powerful thing that you can do to establish a routine is to worship together. Uh, And I don't mean literally worship together, but I mean go to church every Sunday. In our house, it's not an option. If you are in the Bennett house, you go to church on Sunday. We go together and we serve together. Um, It's very powerful to connect your family around a shared belief and it lays a spiritual foundation for your children. And I'll talk about that in another podcast too, because that is so important. And the last thing that you can do um, that I've created traditions around is to celebrate the transitions in life. So things like when your child first goes to prep, um, you know, create some sort of tradition around that. So I've got video footage, obviously everyone's got that, but uh, we celebrated when each of our children went to prep afterwards, when we picked them up and um, finishing year 12 at the other end, um, we do the, oh, I literally was tearing up (laughs) <laughs> writing this podcast because I'm, see, I'm doing it now. Oh my gosh, pull yourself together because I'm remembering my kids, my la- my eldest two finishing school. And we've, I've kind of got a tradition that I make sure I'm there. There is so much power in just being there, by the way, and just rocking up. And on the last day of the, of school in year 12, I rocked up and I watched them do the final kind of farewell at school parade or whatever they did. And then I've videoed my kids walking out of school. Oh my gosh, I'm tearing up again. That's ridiculous. But that's so powerful. I've got video footage of them leaving school for the last time. Um, Graduation is a big deal in our house. Our whole family rocks up to the graduation school night. Formal is really important. We make it special that we go shopping for their outfit, of which was a much bigger deal for Georgia than Liam, that the whole family is present before they go to formal and we have family photos together. And then, oh my gosh, I'm still tearing up. This is crazy. And then, um, we make a big deal of driving them to formal because, you know, those moments of being there are really, really powerful. So anyway, I'm going to stop talking about traditions because now I'm tearing up again, but, those moments celebrating the first, the last, when they get their first car, that's a real powerful thing to celebrate. We we go out somewhere special. I can't even remember what we did with Liam, but it's like, okay, let's all hop in the car and go get ice cream. Or, you know, when they first get their license, all of those transitions in life are so beautiful and such good moments to celebrate. <clears throat> anyway, I'm going to stop talking <laughs> because I just will keep like tearing up, but I hope you really enjoyed that. And I'm going to jump on social media too this week and get a few ideas of what you guys do. Cause I'd love for us to be able to share what traditions we have, because it might spark some really good ideas for each other to be able to learn from and establish in our own families. Anyway, that time went ri- Oh, it's only, look, I hit just over 20 minutes. I hope you enjoyed that. Um, I loved that little impromptu chat with Georgia. That was really nice. And so I want you to go away this week and think about what special traditions that you could add into your family. And then I will see you back next Wednesday for the Leadership Podcast. Until then, have a fabulous week and I'll see you there. Bye. Make sure you come and find me on social media, girlnextdoor.podcast.